Hello, hello, podcast listeners. It's your host, Nate Ginsberg. And today I'm excited to share with you the final Ecom Exits podcast. Now be sure to stick with us and uh, listen in to the end for some explanations why and uh, what is happening next with the podcast. And yeah, I want to welcome you to a special quarterly update podcast. This is uh, just me solo sharing my quarterly update that I send to my newsletter and want to share with you as well. And yeah, if the intro was any indication, it's a uh, a big update, significant update. I mean, lots of lots of stuff going on, you know, including some shifts with the podcast. And so, so yeah, with that, we'll just dive in. First, I'll share a little bit of a high-level overview. So what I'm going to talk about is a recap of the existing business portfolio, including a big win for our crypto website, a book that I came across somewhat recently that changed everything, a big career identity shift and sunk cost fallacy, doubling down on my superpowers, new 10 out of 10 partnerships, primal movement breakthrough, and my return to the USA. So a lot of good stuff to be covering in this podcast. I hope you enjoy. Like I mentioned, I've had some big breakthroughs lately, and uh, it is my hope and intention to break it all down for you, share what's been going on with me, what led to some of these breakthroughs in hopes that it can trigger some insight and uh, even breakthroughs for you as well. You're listening to the Ecom Exits Podcast with your host, Nate Ginsberg. Learn the best tips and tactics to improve profits, cash flow, and maximize your e-commerce business value on the way to a successful exit. Welcome to the show. All right, let's start with the portfolio recap. At a high level, stable growth for the agencies, and uh, like I mentioned, a big win for our crypto website. And so the agencies overall, stable, growing, generating cash flow. More on that a little bit later. And yeah, big win for the crypto website. So basically, the crypto website, the big win was around our Binance affiliate account. And so with our website, we have a Binance affiliate account, meaning that we have people that have signed up from our link, and we get a commission from their lifetime trading. And as a part of that account, when we took over the website, in order to qualify for the highest tier commissions for the affiliate account, we had to hold 500 Binance token BNB. And at the time, that 500 BNB or the BNB was around $30 per token. So around $15,000 was the cost for holding that. And yeah, during the uh, the last crypto bull run or whatever's still going on now, uh, BNB shot up over 20 times to over 600. And this was super cool and exciting, but we our, our BNB was basically still locked. I mean, we still had to, to hold it if we wanted the commissions. Um, and this kind of got us to dive deeper into the program. And I mean, it's a, a lot of details that I'll spare you with. But long story short, we were able to get our affiliate account upgraded, meaning that we could withdraw our, our 500 BNB and still get our top tier commission. And yeah, so you know we weren't able to sell at the top, but we're still able to trade out of our BNB to unlock like almost 200k of, of working capital that was you know tied up in the value of that BNB for that business. And, you know, that we were able to distribute. And uh, yeah, that means that we 
were slash are officially profitable on that acquisition. We bought the site in 2017 for around uh, 250K, me and a couple of business partners. And yeah, with that, um, you know, this quarterly distribution are profitable. And yeah, we of course still own the website, still have uh, actually a pretty big deal in the works that was catalyst of a potential opportunity to collab with some really, really big traders that are interested in trading on on our affiliate link because we get the highest tier commissions. And yeah, that's all in progress and you know, looks to be moving forward. Hopefully we'll, we'll see in the next month or so. But but yeah, that, I mean, between just unlocking the BNB plus this new potential opportunity uh, with the big traders is significant for that site and that business. And the lesson here really is when you stay in the game and when you have chips in play and stay in the game long enough, you know, opportunities can find yourself. And so these, even with like unlocking the BNB plus this opportunity with the traders was very unexpected. We actually were seriously considering selling the website and, you know, had some calls with buyers and, you know, we're putting together a prospectus and all this kind of stuff. And now we're not as interested because of these, you know, things in the works, but if we would have sold the site and we had other opportunities to sell it of which we didn't. So again, the lesson here is like the longer you stay in the game, the longer you expose yourself to new upside opportunities, which we were fortunately able to experience with, uh, with the crypto website. Next is on the agency update is generally going well. And the more that I have experience running and partnering with agencies, the more that I honestly am a huge fan Agency growth is more about blocking and tackling. And now that I'm a few years into building agencies, I'm, I'm really understanding more what needs to be done to scale and kind of think I see the, the quote agency matrix, which again is like, you know, growing these businesses, it's, it's less about crazy, innovative strategies and more about just doing the the right things at the right time. And, and yeah, the more experience I get with these businesses and seeing them scale, it's getting a lot more clarity on, you know, what things need to be done at what time. And this is pretty exciting and it's opening up a lot more opportunities, which I'll get into detail more later. But basically, if you value stable cash flow, then I think agencies are one of the best businesses to own and, you know, have in your portfolio. And yeah, when it comes to agencies, obviously still have challenges, but uh, the biggest challenges for agencies, I think, is identifying and filling the different roles that you need to build the business. I mean, agencies obviously very dependent on people, need people to run and scale. But yeah, we'll talk about this more later, but that is you know, really what I've, I mean, I've known this for a while, but have even now greater clarity that this is what I'm personally best at. And so I think my personal skill set is agencies are a great fit for my personal skill set to, you know, grow and scale. And yeah, more on all that later. The last quarter in terms of, you know, the current businesses portfolio was solid growth, steady, stable growth, as well as the pretty big win for the crypto site. And, you know, in other updates, that would be the highlight. I mean, these are all really good and exciting things, but I've been mentioning these breakthroughs that um, now are in the forefront. And uh, so let's dive into what, what some of those are. So so my last week on Copangon happened to be the last week of the quarter, which was the, the perfect timing for me to enjoy my now regular week off for reflection, planning, goal setting. If you know me or following me for any amount of time online, you know that I love my quarterly planning and uh, quarterly planning trips and vacations. And so this one is really good timing. Last week on the island, 
and was just, you know, hanging out and enjoying and uh, trying to stimulate my mind with a lot of the usual uh, growth and introspective type content. And, uh, you know, for this week, I happened to pop in um, Seth Godin's latest book, The Practice, and quickly became obsessed. I think I, I first listened to it, then I listened to it again, then listened to it again, probably five times during the week, really an attempt to just literally memorize and internalize all the amazing and powerful lessons. Uh, about a year ago, I first encountered the Bhagavad Gita, which impacted me in a big way. And I, I became uh, say similarly obsessed. Actually, on I think it was my first trip down to Kopangan last year. And yeah, you know, the lessons and truths from that book really resonated with me. And so in Seth Godin's book, The Practice, he masterfully builds on a lot of these principles in the Bhagavad Gita and presents them in an actionable recipe for living a successful life in our modern age. So the Bhagavad Gita, which which I love and still love, it has a lot of these like higher level truths. And then where the Seth Godin book comes in is it's much more like specific action plan oriented that is consistent with these truths from the Bhagavad Gita. And I'll explain to what some of those more are later. But yeah, basically the Seth Godin book, he teaches or argues that we are all artists and the greatest opportunity as an artist is to have an impact on the world through our art slash craft. And the way that we have an impact on the world through our art is by solving problems for other people. And the bigger the problems that we solve for other people, the more value that we create for the world, the more value we create for others, the more value we then receive for ourselves. And further, the way that we are able to create the most value for others is by doubling down on our strengths, our superpowers, the things that make us who we are, that make us unique, and commit to both leveraging them and continuing to develop them so that we can have the biggest impact. And this wasn't the first time that I encountered these truths or these ideas, but this time, the way that Seth Godin presented it, you know, maybe it's during my reflection week, it just, it, it, it hit me like it never had before, you know, really radically changing my own self-perception and understanding of my mission in, in this world. And yeah, a note on that is like, uh, you know, again, this was during my quarterly reflection planning goal setting week. And so like, it's not a coincidence, I think, that I had these big breakthroughs and insights during this week that I was specifically dedicating to reflection and, you know, self-inquiry. And so the lesson here is that you really got to give yourself time and space for reflection and inquiry because it's in these times that you'll be most open to and available for, for some of these big breakthroughs that honestly you'd likely miss if you're just like heads down and grinding all the time. I mean, I don't know if I would have had the same potential to put these pieces together and be similarly impacted if I didn't intentionally set aside time, you know, for this. So yeah, uh, back to the Seth Godin book, The Practice. There's so many powerful and beautiful lessons in this book, and, and I highly recommend it. I mentioned a few of the lessons above, but I mean, the book is, is chock full of them. I'll save the, the book review for another another post. But but yeah, for now, I want to talk more about what some of the specific shifts and breakthroughs that I had. I mean, again, in hopes it can, you know, trigger some good self-inquiry for yourself and maybe lead to some some breakthroughs as well. So yeah, now we are getting into the my big career identity shift. So backing up a little bit, 
in terms of my career. So my first, I'd say, you know, big win or biggest win at the time for sure was selling products on Amazon. I sold that business for just under a million dollars in 2017. And after that, I really, I, I, you know, my biggest successes were physical products, Amazon, selling that business. I really saw myself, you know, my, my identity as like a, uh, e-com guy. And after I sold that business, then I, I kept my team and I thought that there were other sellers that might be interested in the team that I had built because I mean, I was always good at team and, and had a, built a great team to manage my FBA business. And so started selling services, you know, with them. And that became one of my agencies, Sellerplex. Now, fast forward a couple of years and yeah, Sellerplex has been generally going well, though, you know, it's been growing. It is growing. You know, we're having most months have been, you know, record months. All that being said, it, it, it always kind of felt that with Sellerplex, we, I never really felt that we had that, that kind of product market fit click. Yeah, it always kind of felt like we were swimming upstream a little bit. And, and just to contrast that to experiences that I've had with other businesses that are like, quote, taking off. And yeah, Sellerplex, I mean, it has been growing. It is growing. But it, yeah, it didn't feel like it, I don't know, uh, you know, had that click, that fit, which I have experienced with some other businesses. Anyway, so in Seth Godin's book, In the Practice, he really encouraged us to think about what are our greatest superpowers, what are our greatest strengths, one, and then two, where can they be directed to solve the biggest problems? Where slash who can they solve the biggest problems for? And so this really got me thinking, what are my greatest strengths and where can my strengths solve the biggest problems? And again, uh, for any of you listeners, if you, if you haven't given this some serious thought, around what are your strengths and where can they, you know, solve the biggest problems, really encourage you to do so. Anyway, so for, for me, I've I've long known that a lot of my best strengths are around people. And so when it comes to online businesses, building scalable remote teams, getting the right people in the right place, you know, building the business in a way that's both scalable, fun to own, allows you to play the role that you want to play and getting the right people in place to handle the other things that need to be handled, but you know, you're not the right fit to be managing. And, and yeah, so like, this is something that I've, I've known with my businesses and the businesses that I've invested and partnered in. I've, I've known that this was my, my thing, my jam. And yeah, this is something also that I'm so confident in my ability to, you know, help others, entrepreneurs build their business in this way too. And, you know, the realization that hit me was that, so my greatest strengths around people, solving people problems, scaling businesses with people. They actually don't solve the biggest problems for the e-commerce market that I was targeting to serve. Yes, it does solve some problems for sure for some businesses, for some e-commerce sellers and businesses, but you know, what I think and have realized is that, you know, the number one biggest problems are around sales and marketing. The team operations things are, you know, secondary to sales and marketing. I mean, sales and marketing is what really grows e-commerce businesses. You know, I realized kind of having this this time of reflection realized that I think that that's why it always felt like I was swimming upstream with Sellerplex because we weren't solving the biggest problems for our clients. And again, I mean, Sellerplex, you know, has been is going well. We do solve some problems for certain business owners and I will say the ones that that work with us, they love us. They stay with us for a long time and overwhelmingly 
have like really long and and yeah, great relationships with our clients. And so it's yes, we're solving problems, but but it's not like other businesses that are solving bigger problems for e-commerce businesses, I think. I mean, I I know, you know, have more traction, growing faster, etc. So, with this new clarity around my greatest strengths, then the question became who does my greatest strengths solve the biggest problems for? And so now, you know, like so many things, the answer it's it's so obvious and clear, but it took me a you know a long time to realize this is that my greatest strengths solving people problems, scaling teams, it solves the biggest problems for businesses that rely on people the most, which are service businesses, specifically agencies. For agencies, the team is often the biggest bottleneck for growth which is again a problem that I'm so confident in my ability to solve. And you know, while I'm sharing this now, this career identity shift and and your realizations with with a lot of confidence and clarity, I have to say that it was, you know, this wasn't an easy realization to come to, and the reason is because of the sunk cost fallacy. Another thing that uh Seth Godin actually talks about in his book. But yeah, you know, basically assessing your situation and changing course, even slightly, it's not an easy thing to do. And this is where the sunk cost fallacy comes in. So for those that aren't familiar, sunk cost fallacy basically is continuing to do something because you've already invested in this direction, opposed to taking an objective look at you, your situation and opportunities, and just moving forward with the best direction available to you at that time. And yeah, again, this is something that Seth Godin, you know, he brought up and the way that he explains things, at least for me, it makes so much sense. And this was something that Seth Godin encourages us to think about in his book. And for me, I realized like, you know, at a certain point it became clear, okay, like where can I add the most value? What is the best opportunity for me? And from then on, it was just, it's, you know, full steam ahead in that direction. Literally any more time spent invested in a direction that is, you now understand not to be the best for you is suboptimal. And so much better to move forward confidently in the new direction that I assessed was better. And yeah, you know, this slight but significant shift. So really, you know, this is, I'm I'm saying, you know, the same messages that I've been preaching to e-commerce businesses for, for literally years, just shifting that slightly speaking more towards agencies as opposed to e-commerce businesses, like this slight but significant shift make all the difference. And so, you know, what kind of difference has this made? In short, I mean, it's resulted in in the most abundance of opportunities that I've ever experienced in my career, all from recognizing and committing to and doubling down on my superpowers in an attempt to solve the biggest problems for others. So let's talk about doubling down on our superpowers. Another clue or omen that I was on the right track came when I posted on my Facebook that I was looking for my next investment or partnership opportunity. And so basically I shared, this was, I mean, a little more than a month ago now, I shared that I was looking to invest partner with another B2B service agency that wanted to scale to 100K a month, you know, a couple other criteria. And in the post, I said that I would bring to the table my recruiting department, my sales teams, finance department, plus my personal advisory. And the response that I got from that single post was honestly more, I got more of a positive response from that single post than any to an offer I've made directed towards e-commerce businesses ever in the past or any offer directed towards any business that I've made in the past. I literally had like a dozen people that reached out that actually seemed to be a good fit and um, you know that all had the same problems and bottlenecks around scaling their teams 
and they wanted my help to get their business to the next level. So super interesting also is that none of the businesses that reached out were actually interested in my financial investment, which I've come to realize is that agencies are great for cash flow. You know, one of the reasons why I personally like them. And so the people that reached out, they weren't interested in my money, but they were interested in, in my help and superpowers around, you know, building and scaling teams. So again, like I've given dozens of talks and, you know, things to the ecom audience over the years and never have gotten a response like I did from that single Facebook post. And so, you know, now I'm so excited that um, I'm moving forward with a handful of these new of what I would consider 10 out of 10 opportunities where I'm what I'm bringing to the table falls squarely in what I consider my zone of genius superpowers. And yeah, it's really just like amazing win-wins for us both. And uh, yeah, so what you might be wondering is what kind of things do we agree on? Because yeah, I mentioned these businesses not interested in my money, but were interested in my help. And so yeah, this, this kind of became tricky. And so normally when I start exploring new investment opportunities, how it starts is you value the business, you value the business. Uh, all right, it's a hundred thousand dollars and you know, I'm going to buy 25% from you for $25,000. Now I'm a 25% owner, shareholder, whatever. But yeah, like I said, these businesses, you know, all of them, none of them were interested in my money. And so we had to come up with a different, uh, you know, a different type of structure around, you know, the value that they wanted me to bring. And so one of my new partners, he actually proposed to me this uh, this new structure that I think is amazing and just like a, a win-win for us both. And so the basis of the structure is that I'm responsible for the outcomes of scaling the team while keeping, you know, the quality of delivery high, stress low, just building a, yeah, basically like, you know, building the remote team which means recruiting and making sure the business has the right people and the right seats that it needs to scale. And again, all this is like what I consider to be super square in my sweet spot. In addition, I'm involved as an advisor, so helping to identify the biggest priorities, also my sweet spot, making introductions through my network, access to my hugely upgraded and amazing finance team as well as sales team if needed. And yeah, in exchange for that, I receive a, a revenue share from the business. Uh, with a few caveats. So the revenue share kicks in after a, a trial period and after the business grows by say one and a half or two X, depending on the size of the business. And so, you know, these are still some details and I have the first few moving forward with now that everything's an experiment and, and so far it's going well, but we'll obviously, you know, see, see what happens. But yeah, um, overall, I'm, I'm super excited about, I mean, one, I'm super excited about these new partnerships and and yeah, excited about just finding the right fit in terms of where my superpowers can create the most value. And yeah, and then just a last thing on the deal structure that I think is so, it's so beautiful. And I think just like a win-win for everyone. I love this deal structure because I think it's very low risk for both of us. And so for my partners, by the time that my revenue share kicks in, the business growth, with the business growth, there's going to be more profit in the business, even with my revenue share than it was when I started. So it's basically all upside. By the time I get a cent, the business is going to be, even with my cut, is going to be more profitable than when I started. So it doesn't cost them anything. It's only upside. And for me, it doesn't cost me capital out of pocket. And it allows me to focus on the areas that again, I'm, uh, you know, I think I'm best at and really I'm just excited to, to help with. 
and yeah, solve big problems for, for these businesses. And so, yeah, like I said, it's still early, but so far so good. It's been amazing working with some new partners. I'm enjoying it so much, learning so much through the work and, and with them. And yeah, just like the opportunity to really even more so double down on my, on my strengths and even more so, you know, sharpen my sword, which I've been committed to. And so as a part of this, it's been amazing doubling down on my recruiting. And so my one of the core things that I'm responsible for is making sure the business has the right people. And so a focus for me has been building out this, uh, my own recruiting department, which has been like on my mind for literally years. I've had this vision of, of a recruiting department that can yeah, source whatever candidates needed for whatever role in a fast time frame. And and yeah, I mean, I've I've always been good at recruiting and had, you know, worked with decent recruiters, but now um never been so committed to building this like ultimate recruiting department that now is in the works. And yeah, the more that I work on that and the more that I'm just like the more clarity that I have around these what my lane is, the more opportunities that I'm finding. I mean, it's really like planting my flag in around my superpowers, where I think I can add the most value. It's really just opening up so much uh, for me. And so what I want to encourage for you is to really think about, you know, what are your greatest strengths? What problems, what are the biggest problems that they solve? And another key thing here is really like the riches are in the niches, like really planting your flag. This is what you're best at. This is who you can help. And when you do that, I think it's just like you find those opportunities. And yeah, it's taken me long known that, you know, focus and doubling down on what we're best at is how we're supposed to do it. But it's different, you know, knowledge versus wisdom, knowledge, you know, facts and wisdom. You gotta, you gotta like experience to really to understand. And anyway, it's taken me uh, a decade of a career as an entrepreneur to kind of like internalize some of these things hope it can take you faster than it did for me but yeah maybe it i mean some things we just gotta i don't know the timing's gotta be right for when it uh you know when it clicks anyway so on to another freaking breakthrough and so it's i mean it's crazy even think about this but but yeah had another like equally impactful but in a totally different arena breakthrough my last week on uh coping on basically i i reached out to this guy on instagram who i saw i was browsing at this, uh, you know, found this guy, uh, Evane. Share his link in the in the thing, or you can check out my Facebook if you want to get his info. Anyway, this guy Evane, who he's dating uh, this girl I knew on the island, who's posting about all this primal movement fundamentals, spirals, and diagramming these people walking, these red and green lines and arrows, correct, incorrect. Anyway, this all looks super interesting to me. And, you know, as a person that's like pretty obsessed with fixing my body and moving it correctly, I was super intrigued. So. I mean, those of you that know me or have been following me, like, you know, I'm obsessed with yoga. I've been doing yoga for almost every day for eight years, hundreds, thousands, even hours of Thai massage. I've done seeked out spot, you know, body work specialists literally all over the world. And so, yeah, I reached out to, uh, to Evane to see if we could get some sessions in. And yeah, the short of it is after a week of training with him, my body was impacted, you know, more than anything that. I've done in my life up to that point, you know, identifying and beginning to fix problems that I've known have affected my movement and my mobility my whole life, like huge bottlenecks for me. And like, I can't stress enough how amazingly impactful this has been for me enough so that I literally just want to like evangelize it and, you know, share it with 
all my friends, all my family, I've, you know, I've bought, they're called recode sessions with, uh, with, with Yvonne for everyone in my family, you know, telling all my friends about it. And, uh, yeah, you can check out, I posted about this on my Facebook and Instagram a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Do your own research, you know, whatever you think is best for you. But I'll say that for me, this has been super impactful. And like, also my yoga is leveling up in a big way. Super excited about that. And, you know, more on that coming soon. But yeah, I mean, wild last week on coping on, huh? Uh, I mean, personally, professionally, I've never experienced so much breakthroughs all happening at the same time. Man, I mean, my time on coping on on that island was it was life changing in so many ways. Yeah, which is both exciting and also scary. So to be honest, this isn't the first time that I've experienced breakthroughs. And you know, each time it feels like this is going to be different. But yeah, now it comes to like, all right, like doing the work, you know, like, is it can I rise to the occasion to the challenge? Self-doubt affects all of us. And really the only way forward is to continue confidently in the, in the direction of your dreams. Another great thing from the Seth Godin book uh, talks about, uh, I love what he says about imposter syndrome, that all great leaders experience it. And that imposter syndrome, it happens necessarily when you're expanding into new territory. So Imposter syndrome, it affects all of us that are breaking new ground, that are leading. And it's not an indicator to stop. It's an indicator that you're going in the right direction and to, to push forward. And so on to where I am now recording this from my mom's house in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, back to the USA after 22 months abroad, including 16 months straight in Thailand for covid and yeah, I mean, Thailand was, was amazing. And, you know, it was the most like stable that I've been for, for many years in terms of just being in one apartment. And, and yeah, I got to travel around, but it was just like stable routine, which honestly was, was amazing. After that, now it's going to be a, a hectic next couple of months. Hectic, also exciting. So my quick travel update. I'm in Minneapolis now until August 5th. Then I'll be in NYC for most of August. Got an awesome Airbnb in Brooklyn. If you're around, uh, let's meet up. And then uh, I'll be in Austin for, or based out of Austin for September and October, as well as hitting a couple events. I'll be at uh, Traffic and Conversion in San Diego in mid-September. I'll be at uh, the Baby Bathwater New Orleans event at the end of September. And then uh, last thing on the calendar is the uh, DC uh, Mexico City event scheduled to happen mid-end of October. So if we're in any of the same places, let me know. Would love to link up after after October. Back, uh, not really sure. And so so uh, thank you for all of you that have made it this far. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this update. And um, yeah, that some of these, you know, insights and catalysts for myself have sparked some, you know, self-inquiry at least for, for you. And yeah, if there's anything that I can do to be of service that falls under my much more clearly defined zone of genius, please reach out. And yeah, this whole zone of genius thing, if you're not familiar, um, that comes from the book, The Big Leap, one of my one of my favorites, most re-listened to, uh, definitely recommend that one. And yeah, so basically, you know, any businesses that uh, need help scaling, resolving operational bottlenecks, getting the right people in the right seats, would love to connect with them. That being said, and I mentioned before, some of these new partnerships that are my my current priority, and honestly, my plate is happily full um, at the moment. And so I um, would love to connect with more people, especially because now I have, now that I have more clarity on the demographic of the people that I 
think that can solve the biggest problems for. I'm eager to connect with more of them. And again, so service business owners, uh, specifically agencies that are having trouble scaling their their operations, scaling their team. Yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd love to just connect and understand them more. I'm connecting more and understanding more their, you know, their pains, the goals, and and yeah, I'm just trying to understand these, you know, these people as much as possible so that I can better serve and support and and solve more problems. And so. So yeah, which I think that leads us to what is next for the podcast. So I mentioned the last Ecom Exits. This is going to be the last Ecom Exits show. Been a great ride, over 100 episodes. This is a, a break, not a goodbye forever. We'll be launching a new podcast soon. Not exactly sure when, but it's going to be on the same feed, but I'm doing a rebrand because you know, with this new insight around where I can add the most value, who I can serve the most. And and yeah, to be honest, it not being e-commerce businesses that want to exit, I still, I definitely can add value to e-commerce businesses that want to exit, but that's not leveraging my superpowers in the, uh, you know, in the most maximum way. And so we'll be rebranding the podcast. So look out for a relaunch for that coming soon-ish. And yeah, for those of you that have, uh, yeah, are still here, still with me, want to just say thank you and express my gratitude for for all of you that uh, are are out there. Appreciate your support, your interest. Yeah, just grateful to have um, such an amazing uh, community and network all over the world. I'm here to help. I'm here to support. If there's anything I can do, feel free to reach out. Sometimes I get hit up with requests and asks, which is totally cool. I'm happy to help. I can't promise that I can't help, but I will try. And uh, just, yeah, one, one tip, if you're asking for help from anyone, whether it's me or someone else, like, you know, make it specific <laughs> as opposed to really long and vague. And so anyway, like specific asks being direct, it makes it much easier for me and anyone to, you know, try to help. Cause yeah, I do. I mean, I, I really do. Uh, I want to help, but I'm also busy these days and my priorities are, you know, my current businesses, my, my new business partners. And so uh, anyway, thanks for making it this far. Much love to all of you. Hope we can meet up someplace sometime soon. If we're in the same place, hit me up. Would uh, would love to connect. Yeah. Catch you next time from the new rebranded podcast. Much love and gratitude to all of you. Thanks. This has been the Ecom Exits podcast with Nate Ginsberg. If you're enjoying the Ecom Exits podcast, show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help other smart entrepreneurs find us. We appreciate your support. We have a new episode every week on the Ecom Exits podcast, so catch you next time. <laughs>